I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. So you know that I've done some tests to see how people respond to us between dressing well for success and to accurately represent who we are, our personal brand, so to speak, versus not dressing well and either, you know, looking like everyone else does or not looking all that well, if you know what I mean, not not right. So today I get a chance to chat with a guy who does this specifically for men, although I know women will learn a lot from this as we will be discussing much that I guarantee can be applied to both. Let's rock it. I'm the real Brian and thank you for joining me here on the real Brian show. So it's interesting. Starbucks did this little uh, free thing on, on Friday where they were doing their free tea infusions, iced tea infusions. And I got the uh, peach white tea, which I'm a big fan of white tea. And of course they infuse it with the peach. It's not sweetened by the way. I don't know if any of you got a chance to go over there. They did it for one hour on, on Friday. Um, and I was expecting this super, super sweet drink and it wasn't, it was like, Oh great. This, that's actually what I wanted. I don't like, I don't like sugar in my tea. Usually it was interesting though, because I'm sitting here going, okay, this must be some, you know, amazing thing. And, and I've had their Tazo tea before, you know, Tazo's fine. It's, it, it's kind of like, uh, any tea bag for that matter. It's fine. Um, but I, as I was drinking this, I'm going, well, it, it's good. Um, the white tea is probably a little over extracted, a little, little brood, eh, you know, I'll tell you what. It's no happy luckies. <laughs> it's no loose quality, loose leaf tea by any means. Uh, but, you know, it was fun and it was free and it was a good time. So would I buy it? You know, yeah, I guess if people are going to Starbucks and hanging out, a nice tea sounds refreshing. Why not? But, uh, man, I tell you what, either either my taste buds are starting to develop, uh, which means I'm becoming a snob <laughs> because I've been introduced to some of the best stuff out there. Or, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, hey, we're not here to talk about tea. We're here to talk about personal brand. I like that because when I came across Antonio Centeno, he does a thing called Real Men, Real Style. And I found him a while ago and I was looking into this stuff and I thought, this is kind of cool. It's, it's about clothing. But no, I realized it's actually more about the personal brand. But it goes beyond that because each person, of course, has a different reason for wanting to either look their best and or be the best them on the outside, if that makes sense, which of course helps them to be the best them on the inside. Uh, now granted, we're not talking superficial looks here, by the way, this goes deeper than that. So I mean, it's like, yeah, well, that person dresses nice, so he must be cool. Well, no, hold on. <laughs> There's more to that. And we'll get into that as we, as we talk to Antonio guys may be saying, well, I want to look my best so that I am attractive to women, or I want to look my best so that I can impress in a job interview or that I can be respected in a job or in a career or in an entrepreneurial setting or just in general. You know, I've done experiments. I talked about this. I went into a Best Buy. I had just come from basketball, so I was in gym clothes, but I was looking at a new monitor and and I shared this before that there were at least six sales associates that they saw me. They looked at me. They did not acknowledge me. Nobody said hi to me. Nobody asked me for help. 
I was actually trying to get their attention. I stood there for about 30 minutes trying to get their attention. And finally, I just walked out. And then I went in again. And I went in with Sarah. And I was dressed nicely. And oh, man, we got plenty of attention then. Had like three people coming after us. Now, I know this is not true all of the time. But I can tell you in that scenario that dressing nicely got attention. And not dressing nicely got nothing. And I was willing to spend the same amount of money regardless of how I was dressed. So that was one experience. Another experience is, you know, Sarah works with some very important people here in our community and they're all great people. But if we're out and especially if we're out biking or if we're just walking around, I'm not going to be dressed in a, you know, a suit or of course I'm going to be in probably shorts and a t-shirt, especially if it's warm. But the reality is, is that we have run into like the mayor or some other very important people here in the community. And of course, they're very gracious, but I I couldn't help but wonder if those people respected me as much. And here I am looking like a college student or some jobless bum. (laughs) I hate to say it, but it kind of looked like that. So I thought, you know, I probably need to kind of upgrade my wardrobe. I've got clothes from, I think I actually had some clothes from college or I had some clothes that just didn't fit me correctly anymore. And I thought, yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of embarrassed to wear that because it makes me look not good. Let's put it that way. But I need to upgrade my wardrobe and I need to make sure that I am representing myself in the best manner possible. And again, I'll share a little bit more here in a minute because there, there, there were more reasons for this. So I found Antonio. I went into Real Men Real Style. I read his blog over and over. I ended up buying one of his uh, courses and I finally got to go through my closet. I finally got to get rid of stuff that I haven't worn in years. It's just been sitting there taking up space. And upgrading some of the style a little bit and looking a little nicer. And the results have been fantastic. But again, it's not just about looks, but let's be honest. In fact, I even tested myself on this one. I love to get to know somebody. But if I never have the benefit of having a conversation with that person, then my only judgment of that person is how they look and how they carry themselves. And and it was so funny because I thought, well, it's not about looks, you know, and that's superficial. Oh my gosh, Brian, what an idiot. But then I I was doing this as a test and I realized... That's all I can, that's all I can judge them on is looks and how they carry themselves, how they present themselves. I didn't talk to them. I don't know who they are. I don't know if they're this most amazing person or not, but that's all I see. And immediately I started to realize that I would give people those instant judgments. I would say, "Wow, that person must be successful or that person, you know, must be confident or that person must be cool." And then on the flip side, I'd be like, "Wow, that person must be a bum or must be in college or must be poor." How do I know? I have no idea. But that's how they carried themselves. That's how they presented themselves. I'm sure I know I've gotten that kind of judgment as well. So why not present myself in an accurate way? I know who I am. Why not physically present myself? This is how I carry myself. This is my confidence, how I present myself, but also dress the part, dress myself, be who I am, represent myself to the best of my ability Why not do that? That's something that I've taken very seriously recently. I haven't talked about it much on the show, but I think it's important. And there's something else that I'll be talking about here in a couple of weeks as well that I I think is important as well. And I thought, you know what? Why not start really talking about this here on The Real Brian Show? Because whether you're a guy or a girl, it it does matter. I mean, it really does. Plus, and, and a friend of mine said this in college, and I loved this. I've never forgotten it. When we would go in for finals in college, he would dress up. Sometimes he would wear a full suit. Sometimes he would just put on a tie. Sometimes he would wear a coat. And I would be like, dude, why, why are you dressing up for a final? I don't get this. 
And he said, if I take care of myself from a physical standpoint, then I feel better and I have more confidence and evidence has shown, at least for him anyway, that he always scored better on his tests. There's something to be said about that. I've never forgotten that. And so to me, I think it's a very important aspect to who we are. But that's just me. That's my thought. But that's why I wanted to bring Antonio on because this is what he does. He's the founder of Real Men Real Style. He's a co-founder of Menfluential, which is a men's lifestyle and business conference. He's created thousands of articles and videos on men's style. Antonio has studied clothing design in London, Hong Kong, Bangkok. He is a former U.S. Marine with an MBA from University of Texas, Austin, and a BA from Cornell College. And of course, he loves to hear from old friends and make new ones. Antonio, welcome to The Real Brian Show. Hey, thank you, Brian. Glad to be here. I found you about a year ago, I want to say now, and it was two years ago. I was getting ready to go to New Media Expo, and also podcast movement was coming up, and I'm looking at my dress wardrobe, and I'm going, I think I need a little update here. So this is before finding you two years ago. I went over to you know one of the local stores and everything, and I thought, I'm just going to get some stuff. It's It's, you know, the 11th hour. And man, I looked nice, but realized after wearing these shirts that I have a skin reaction to synthetic material. And I went, I need to do a little more research into this. I need to find clothes that fit that are comfortable. And that's when I came across what you're doing over at Real Men Real Style. And I got into, you know, reading your blog and, and all of that. And then all of a sudden I'm realizing I, I need to kind of redo my wardrobe a little bit. <laughs> I've got clothes from 10, 15 years ago because they've held up. I have since done that. And, and I'll tell you what, even as a podcaster, though, I don't spend a whole lot of time out in you know the public where I need to be in a suit per se, but still there is that image. There is that professional courtesy. There's the, the respect of others. And so I thought, man, I got to bring you on the show because I love what you're doing and I love how it's changed so many lives. Well, I, I love it. I, I love the fact that you actually uh, follow kind of that, that's my plan is I get you in with a useful piece of information and then I hit you with the philosophical question of, <laughs> you know, why aren't you actually caring about this? Yeah. Because, you know, most guys say, well, I don't really think about style too much. Well, they're not walking around naked. Yeah. I mean, true. they actually, they're not in their underwear. They're not in their, I mean, they do care to a degree, right? It's not about suits. And in fact, I, people are surprised when I say, I don't care actually that much about the clothing. It's about the man inside the clothing and how he's using this to convey to the world who he is, what he stands for. Because I think so many guys just go out there and instead of their clothing enhancing their natural style, masculinity, and their message, it actually detracts. And that's what, yeah. what is the, the sad part. These people wonder like, well, why didn't I get a call back? Or, you know, it, some, for some guys, it's simply maybe dating. Other people, it's an interview for a new job. Other guys, they're maybe getting up on stage mm-hmm. and they wonder, like, my message was great. Why didn't, why wasn't I invited back to speak? Yeah. And there's research out there that shows, and, and this is concert musicians. They would walk out properly dressed for the event or not properly dressed. They played the exact, in fact, it was a recording. There was no chance that the music the judge was <laughs> listening to was different. Yeah. Yet, if they were not properly dressed, and it took them about a minute to walk on stage, sit down, get everything you know set up, and then start to play. The judge had already made a decision based off mm. of appearance. And these are professional judges. Wow. And you think about that. And I just see so many guys that, you know, when they start to realize this, they realize it's just simply another tool in your arsenal. And uh, that's when I get excited. When a man starts to make the changes, he then sees results. 
and he's able to go out there and do what he get what he wants out of life. It's interesting that you brought that up because I've been on stage too. And uh, recently I was on stage with actors. They were not dressed, you know, professionally in a suit or anything like that, but they were dressed in clothes that fit them properly. And I was not. Plus they also, you know, have the six pack abs and perfect bodies, you know, so that's a little bit of a comparison, but I did actually look at that. You know, you look back at pictures and you say, I, I need to dress a little bit more me, if that makes sense. And then also I did an experiment. In fact, I've done this on the show quite a few times where I'll walk into different stores, the same exact store. I'll go in in gym clothes and then I'll go in in a nice outfit. And it is amazing how people will react to you when you're in nice clothes. They'll talk to you. They'll ask you how you're doing. Hello, sir. How can I help you? You go into gym clothes. They ignore you. Sometimes it depends on where you're at. If you actually go into some of the high end stores, let's say in Southern California, mm-hmm. uh, and we're talking ones in which just a hoodie is going to be about a thousand dollars. There, there's, you know, they talked. To, I think it was Neil Patel. I don't know if you're familiar. He's a conversions am, yeah. expert. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how you know he sees a group of young men come in. They're all in their basketball. I mean, they're very tall. Mm-hmm. They're in their basketball attire. They obviously they they look like they actually play basketball professionally. And they did. Yeah. And they walk in. But because of that status, what's interesting is Neil talked about how they looked at the hoodie he was looking at, which was almost a thousand bucks. They asked him actually how he matches it. And he just pointed out, oh, I just wear this to go jog it. And instantly they're like, who is this guy? He's wearing, you know, thousand dollars, you know, hoodies out just jogging. And that led to an interesting uh, actually business transaction for him. The thing is sometimes you can transcend it. And people see those extreme examples like, Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, well, he doesn't wear suits. Oh, yeah. Of course. You know, he's the owner of Facebook, but he does actually pay attention to what he wears. He actually pointed out when he was coming back from maternity leave, uh, or actually it was paternity leave, he showed his closet and it was all the same shirts, all <laughs> the same hoodies. Basically, his thought was, well, I don't want to think about what I'm going to wear. Yeah. I have a uniform and I advise men to actually have their uniform. But there was something you did say a few minutes ago that a lot of men never take the time to actually figure out what their style is. Yeah. Everyone says, oh, I'm a t-shirt, jeans, running shoes, baseball cap kind of guy. Well, look around. You're in a fashion trend because everyone else is wearing that. You, that's not the kind of guy you are. You just haven't thought about it and you haven't curated and perfected your image. And I'm not saying you got to be a suit guy, but I am saying, think about that message you want to send to the world. And then just simply own it. I mean, suits can be comfortable if they fit you properly Mm -hmm. or made from the right material. As you know, you don't want synthetic material next to your skin. You know, it's just simply luxury materials. They can feel really nice or even low cost materials. But, you know, you find a good deal and maybe you make sure that it's got the right type of weave or basically uh, the nap on that's the surface of the um, of the fabric it suits your skin type, you know, how you're going to react to it. But all these things, if you actually start to get into it, it's kind of fun. And you realize that it's just another part of personal branding. I like that you're talking about the personal branding thing because I think that is very true. And, you know, I look at dress shoes and it's funny because I I definitely looked, I read, you know, very, very much in depth, all of the stuff that you talked about with dress shoes, for example. And I mean, people, of course, listeners on this show, they, they know the story already. But basically, I had ruptured my disc years ago, went in for surgery and they messed up my nerve. And it has never fully healed since. And so I have a little bit of a limp because some muscles have no signal. And wearing a shoe that has any heel raise at all feels like somebody stabbing a knife in my calf and in my back. And so I thought, 
I can't wear these dress shoes. And not to mention I have size 14 super narrow. <laughs> and so, you know, you look around, I, I think I shopped for over a hundred pairs of dress shoes and it was the most uncomfortable experience I've ever had. And I remember going, I love Chuck Taylors. They're zero millimeter. There's no heel. I can wear these Converse. I wish they made a dress shoe and, and they really don't, but I was able to find that you can custom a leather brown Converse that actually works as a casual semi-formal type shoe. It's not, you know, you can't necessarily wear it with a suit or anything like that, but I thought I'm going to make a statement. <laughs> it worked. I love it. You know, when I see something like that, you got a story. It's a great start for conversation. Yeah. And as long as you know it and you own it, I, I think it's, it's perfect. It's actually great. It's it's a great way to uh, kind of put yourself out there without, you know, and in your case, you've got a medical reason, but there's actually a company called the Primal Professional you should check out. I have they one of those make, shoes too. Oh, yeah. That, so that is my dress shoe. That's my suit shoe. Yeah. Yep. And Mountain is a great friend. Yep. That That is a true entrepreneur. The guy heard I was in Vegas speaking at New Media Expo, I believe, and he actually uh, said, oh, well, can we meet for dinner? I didn't realize he was talking to me on the phone. He was in Los Angeles and he just jumps in his car, bought my audiobook, listened to the audiobook the entire way out with his uh, girlfriend, uh, Cherry. And yes, Mountain and Cherry, uh, they are, <laughs> and they just met me. I didn't awesome. even know. And, and when I met him, of course, what am I going to do? This guy just drove four hours yeah. to hand me a pair of shoes to get just my opinion. Oh, he's and so awesome. He is. Yeah. What did you think of him? I think that they're good. At yeah. the time, I mean, he's gone through a number of manufacturers. He doesn't want to compromise. It's a little bit slow getting, I mean, this isn't one of those Kickstarters that you see, they raise a million dollars and they, yeah. they're off and running. He's, you know, had some hiccups, but I mean, the guy is transparent. He stands behind his product and he's really passionate about yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. When I ordered the shoe and, and again, this is one of those things, uh, that shoe's fantastic. It doesn't, for me anyway, it doesn't look good with jeans. So I needed something less formal. But I was got say, some. Didn't he have some boots now? And, and that's what you know, well, was, he did. I well, maybe he does now. I'm not sure. I was actually looking for a brown, a brown shoe, and that's and, and he said, no, I don't have one yet. I have the Oxford or the Oxblood. I'm sorry, the Oxblood. And and so I yep. said, well, it wasn't quite what I was looking for. I was looking for something. He said, well, I'll let you know. And I haven't heard anything since. But that's why I went after the Converse. But yeah, I remember getting that shoe, and and it was you're right. It was a slow process, but he wanted to get it right. But he kept me very informed the whole way through, and it's just a great guy. Yeah, I've enjoyed the well, shoe. <laughs> well good yeah. right? well i'm gonna have to point him towards this podcast now because uh, hey yeah. he's getting like he's getting featured in it i know look at this what started this whole thing like how did you get into this what created the passion behind all of this like many things you know it doesn't have a direct story everyone would like something that's really nice and tied up but out of business school i had the you know i got hired uh, by a manufacturing company i was promptly fired so i found myself living in a place I wanted to start my own company. I just moved my wife from Ukraine and my new, uh, my young son, mm -hmm. and my wife was pregnant with our second child. And I thought, okay, this is a great time to start my own company, which may sound kind of funny, but it actually is true because you're never going to have really less kids or let. It's like just there is never a perfect time. So I started my first company, and that was an online custom clothier, and that one did not succeed as well. Mm. Uh, but in that six, in that failure, which took me probably four to five years to realize it, it, you know, I went through, a, I learned a lot, but one thing I did learn is I can't sell suits, but I can get people to read my content. And I had a guy, mm. Brett McKay at the art of manliness. He loved the articles I put out my early blog and he said, come write for me. So I saw from him, the power of online marketing and how you can build an audience. So from the art of manliness, 
I was able to reach a lot more people. Then I realized, hey, people ask me to go deeper on what I'm talking about, but I don't like type. So how about we try video? Because video is very light for me. For some people, talking on a podcast is very light. It's very easy to do. For me, getting in front of a camera, I don't have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. So I started putting out these videos. That's, I think, what separated us from everyone else out there. It wasn't our videos. We're not great. We just simply went into a lot of detail. My wife did the edits, but the edits were relatively at the beginning, at the end, and bringing the audio with the video. And that's what built me up on YouTube. Everything else has benefited. We continue to have a blog that gets like 70,000 people a day to it. So it's, it does pretty well. Yeah. Um, we have an app that's been downloaded almost 100,000 times. We've got um, you know Facebook groups, Facebook pages with 40,000, 100,000. Uh, our Pinterest page actually does incredibly well. But it's really the video that I find that has a huge impact on people because now we've reinvested in the company and we've really become information marketers. And so the clothier is now shut down. It's been shut down for about five years now. And I really focus in on promoting brands and promoting companies and putting out that timeless information so that men can dress better. It, that's so interesting that, um, you know, it was that, that trajectory, I guess, if you want to call it that, you know, where you start off with, here's, a, here's my idea, here's what I'm going to do. And then you realize that by just basically talking about the information and like you said, the content, you could really get people to read your content and then eventually when going into the video and promoting other brands, you know, it's interesting. I, I think that that's such a, a great lesson to be learned because I, I so many people want to go and do their own thing. And I know I'm one of those people too, where it's like, I want to be original. I want to be the one who creates the original content, but there really is something to be said about pointing people to other wonderful brands and creating your opinion and your, uh, your voice around that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's something that the brands, they have an issue and they can't reach the customer base. They mm -hmm. want to create more sales. They want better customers. And, and again, usually I find the successful companies we create are the ones that are really solving a problem, not mm -hmm. what we think to be a problem or what we hypothesize in a business plan to be a problem, but a problem that is actually we either have ourselves or we, we develop a deep sense of empathy with the customer or with the people looking to get these problem solved and we, we better understand it. One of the ones I dealt with was I was just getting so many people wanting me to promote their stuff. And initially I did it for free. Uh, the problem with that is that that's not a business model and yeah. it doesn't scale. Yeah. And I realized I had, I had a, a good friend and mentor, his name's Aaron Marino. He said, you know, Antonio, you have to charge. I was hesitant at first, but I remember getting that first $3,000. I, I just sent him an invoice. I said, sorry guys, because we had just done one for free. And I'm like, I cannot talk about this product again because it took me almost a year to get it like the review done, video wow. filmed and everything out. Cause it was just, I, I just had other things going on. I would spend sure. 10 minutes here, an hour here. And, and, and then they kept pressuring us. Hey, we sent you those shoes. Can you, can you do it? And I sent them an invoice. I said, you know, I'll do another one, but it's 3000 bucks. And they paid within 30 minutes. Mm. And it, it just, it was like, it was like, wait a minute, they will really pay me for this. So we've always net, now we have an entire media company that is a separate business called Menfluential Media. And uh, Terry and his brother, Brian, uh, and my other partner on it, Aaron Marino, we send all of our leads through this and we're able to quickly evaluate who's serious, who's not. Uh, we actually get the products sent to us. We have time to review them. Every business has different terms. So we get it streamlined through ours. That way it fits because sometimes people want you to basically do an infomercial. Other times people want you to 
you know, they don't really give you any direction, but after the video, they have, well, why didn't it perform the way we wanted? So we try to like be really clear with expectations, what we're going to do at the end. But really, I, I want to be able to test that product, make sure it's really good. And it's a win-win because my audience learns about a new business or a company they're reminded of that, you know, it, basically they can go buy from with, you know, a high level of trust. And we're actually paid for that. And it's a win-win scenario. I'm so glad you talked about that too, because, you know, I, I know a lot of people right now who are having products sent to them and they're promoting it for free. I, I really hate that because, <laughs> you know, so much with the free media right now with YouTube and podcasting and everything, it's like everybody expects everything to be for free. But the reality is people don't value it the same. You know, I'm, I'm reading a, a book, Jeff Goins, you know, real artists don't starve. And I just started it, but I, I was very fascinated because, you know, as an artist myself, you know, there, there's something to be said about having people to pay you for your art, for your talent, for your work. And I think it's a great idea because you're getting paid to do it. You're having the product sent to you. You're actually making sure they're good. So you know that if you're promoting it, it is a fantastic product. Otherwise you wouldn't promote it. So yeah, there's something to be said about that. I appreciate that. Yeah. There is something about uh, a lot of people just have an issue with anyone having, having success because maybe they're not having success and they want to tear down others. Of course. Somehow making money has become a bad thing. And I definitely understand the rap. I grew up without money. Uh, I grew up in a trailer park in West Texas. I mean, we had a limited amount of food on our table. I remember my stepdad used to like basically say, hey, you got one gallon of milk. We've got four, you know, we've got six people in this house and this has got to last us the week, guys. So Mm. don't, it was literally, we had a limit on the amount of milk that could go into our cereal for breakfast. That scarcity mentality is so common with, I think the that I still have it in many ways. And it's something that people struggle with. And when they see someone else taking too much milk, they're like, no, no, wait, stop. Cause you're yeah. going to, you know, that's going to affect me. What they don't realize is that you could go out there and create something and we could, we could go buy not only another gallon of milk, we could buy a whole nother. I've got two fridges in my house now mm. because I never will run out of milk. My wife thinks I'm like a prepper or something because we <laughs> literally have more food in our house than like, and I rotate it. And maybe it is like the old, uh, you know, kind of that scarcity mentality still <laughs> kind of sits with me. But yeah. everyone's just, I don't know, they, they have this fear that somehow your success is going to take away from their possible uh, success. And it doesn't work that way. It's an, no. you need to have an abundance mentality Absolutely. where- you know, we can all grow and succeed because you can build up more of, of what's out there. You know, you are so right about that. Everybody has that opportunity. And I, I have actually had conversations with people recently who have said there are people in this world who do not have the opportunity to succeed and to have that abundance. And I thought, I don't agree with that. I, I feel like everybody has the opportunity and, you know, like, well, but somebody didn't lend a hand to that person. Yeah, well, maybe that's our responsibility to get out there and lend a hand to people who need it. But I firmly believe, because I know a lot of people who are successful today, who grew up with nothing and with no opportunities whatsoever, and they made a decision and said, I'm going to go do something and I'm going to be the first in my family to do this so I can take care of my family. And they've all succeeded. You know, I don't know who said it, but it was, you know, whether or not you think you can or you can't, you're probably right. And I find that- You know, optimists and pessimists, you know, we all find examples that will prove our point. I simply in life have chosen to be an optimist. I do believe that anyone can have success. Not everyone will. In fact, the vast majority will not ever fully reach their goals. But that's not, you know, at least I, I think we can see upward mobility in general 
uh, if you're consistent, if you put in the time. And of course, people are always going to be held back. There are, there's always going to be, there's always going to be that negative. Of course. But, you know, life isn't about like, if you want to be the richest man in the world or the man, you know, or the, the woman with the most, I, I don't know, material things or something, you're always, there's only one room for one winner there. But if you look at what you start with and where you end up, and if you're given, you know, a life, even if it's of, you know, 50 years, 60 years, you can make so much progress in that life. Maybe, maybe it was because I was a philosophy major. And it's funny, I, I read those books. They didn't mean much to me when I was you know, 19, 20, 21. <laughs> yeah. It was serving you know, as an officer of Marines when you see you know, a 19-year-old, um, you know, that's it. That was his last day. And he, he just bled to death in front of you. Hmm. Uh, you realize that we don't have too much time. Like I don't do negative reviews. If I get some product and I don't like it, honestly, I, I, I give the company feedback and I tell them I'm not, but I don't take their money. I send them, send the, you know, send the product back and I try to tell up straight up with people. And that's one thing I do like about like with business in general is it's very light. Worst case, you know, it, when it comes down to it, it's, we're dealing with monies. I always give great respect to, you know, police officers, to firemen, to emergency medical technicians, to the Coast Guard, to, to the nurses out there, the people that really they've got. They've got the tough job. My mm-hmm. stuff here, you know, <laughs> and it, it's fun. You know, it, it's light. At the end of the day, I maybe put out some bad advice, but, you know, we're not talking about something that's going to really put someone in danger. Yeah, that's true. But you are helping people. And that's what I love is that each, you know, it's, it's amazing how many people are saying, you know, well, there's so many problems in this world and we need to solve them. I agree with that. But I also love how people like you are saying, and we're helping to solve those problems in our one little corner of the world. But what you're doing is you're helping men to really understand. For, I think you're giving them more than just a personal image. Like you're giving them confidence. You're giving them an opportunity for success so that they can also succeed and impact the world you know, around them. And I think it's incredible. I mean, what is it that keeps you going every day that you just say, this is why I do what I do? You know, a story or, or what? No, no, that, that's actually a great question because it was something that you start to reach a level of success. You start to do okay. And you're like, okay, should I pull back, you know, step off the gas? All of the, all of the men we help and I get, and the women as well. I get a lot of them that reach out and talk about how their husband has new confidence, how she's attracted to him. You know, they were, you know, it's not, I didn't prevent the divorce, but it was something that, Hey, they started spending a little bit more time together. And that led to other things, which, you know, you would like to think would prevent that relationship from falling apart. Yeah. So it definitely is uh, meeting the people in person. That's why I, I do a live event out in Atlanta. Uh, it's called Conference. I initially called it StyleCon. We changed the name to Menfluential because it was a lot more than style. And I, I bring in lifestyle, men's uh, fitness. Uh, you know, we have, of course, some style guys pop in as well. But it's about guys getting outside of their comfort zone and starting that journey to becoming the man they know themselves to be. And when I meet these guys in person, or when I have someone approach me, occasionally we get recon- I get recognized. That's always kind of kind of interesting. You know, no one comes up to you and says something non-trivial. Mm-hmm. They're always about these life-changing stories, wow. and you're just like, wow, that that is awesome. So that's probably what keeps me motivated. That's awesome. That's great to hear that. I'm sorry I don't have any life-changing stories for you right now. <laughs> but I mean, really, there have been a lot of, I would honestly say that even being able to find- Well, when you walk, you're more comfortable in the type of shoes, I, right? I was just going to say that. Yep, exactly. I mean, there it is. Yeah. Right? It does it. And to me, it's like, I mean, every step, you know, we take, what, uh, tens to hundreds of thousands of steps. That's I think true. that's key because so many guys, like, they've got something. It's a small, but but it all, you know, it all works together. Just got to talk to my buddy. He was on the, uh, he just got back. His carrier just came in. They were out for six months. 
yeah, you may be in charge of air conditioning on a on an aircraft carrier, which doesn't sound too important compared to a, a pilot of an F-18. But that AC goes out and that pilot isn't able to sleep. Yeah. And they've got missions. I mean, that that's a key thing when guys need to be able to get sleep. And, you know, it affects the entire ship. Yeah, that's that's so true. You know, you're uh, you're right. There's all these little pieces that come together. And I just did a conference in Vegas recently. And, you know, you walk a lot of miles there because everything's so large. And so to be able to walk and, and I was actually hosting 42 different episodes for their radio show in three days, which, you know, you've got to keep your body in shape for that sort of thing. And so it was it was fantastic. But yes, I had to be comfortable, but I had to be professional because we were in front of people. And there's really something to be said about that because every little piece works together, just like that air conditioner that, you know, if you're not sleeping well, if you're in pain, if you're doing something like that, it's going to affect your game one way or the other. So you're right. All every, right. Every little piece. Well, I appreciate well, Brian, this. Are, are you going to ask me about what I'm geeking out about? Uh, you know, I'd love to hear about that. What are you geeking? What are you nerding out about <laughs> right now? Right now I'm geeking out about understanding like mindset. I know that sounds so like high level and stuff and ho- kind of hokey, but it's like I'm all, I used to always be the guy that needs tactical advice, tactical advice. Uh, <laughs> but I'm realizing that some of the – as I went back and I spent time examining my business, that we are doing so many things the wrong way because of a limiting belief that I had when I created that part of my business maybe you know two years ago or three years ago. You know, I, I think initially I talked with my team like my time is worth $500 an hour mm-hmm. and don't bother me with a question that is like you guys can handle it. But when I realized, gosh, honestly, my my time is worth $2,000 an hour mm. and you guys should be, you know, handling all problems below the $2,000 point. And that that may sound crazy to some person, somebody out there who's like, what do you mean 2,000 bucks an hour? That's no, you're not worth that. And and that's a limiting belief. Because it's like, well, yeah, I am. And my business has grown to a point where that actually limiting belief I had earlier when I set that price like three years ago, I keep getting these like $500, you know, $750 an hour problems. I'm realizing. So for me, it's very interesting to go back and look at where your mindset was just two years ago or just a year ago and to see how anyone at any walk of life continues to, to move up. And you've got to constantly take that step back and recheck yourself to make sure that you're not holding yourself back. I actually interviewed, uh, I used to do the, the audiobooks.com podcast, I interviewed the CEO for that. And he was talking about that, very similar to that, very successful company. And he sat there in his office and he would take care of those 2000 type dollar problems only. That's what he focused on. He had a team that would take care of the stuff that was, you know, that other people could take care of, but only he could take care of these certain things. And that's why they were successful. If he was taking care of the other things that other people could do, he would never have had the time to get to the things that only he could do. But the thing is, is, you know, a lot of people, they, there's some people that want to start at that level. It's like, no, no, you got to earn your way up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you can't. And so those of you coming in from corporate, maybe that want to start your own business, you know, no, 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 you got to, you got to start now. <laughs> You, you got to put, yeah, it doesn't yeah. start that way. Well, so what's your advice on that? Because I think that's a great point. Like, you know, with the limiting belief in general, let's talk about that. What's your advice on, on limiting belief? Surround yourself with people very quickly that are at a higher level. I mean, I was just out at Nathan Berry's Convert Kit Conference, uh, Craft and Commerce. He puts me in a mastermind and I'm sitting next to a guy named Brian Moran and he runs a company called Samcart. And I'm around all these other great entrepreneurs and people that are having just great success. And you want people that are going to challenge you, 
people that aren't afraid to tell you straight up they think you're going down the, ro- the wrong path. So I put together masterminds as well, people that I can spend the time getting to know with on a monthly basis for a couple hours, and we just meet regularly. You don't want to surround yourself with people that are always telling you yes. Boy, that's so true. I like that. So running, you know, we, we talked about that a lot here is you're the sum of the five around you. So, all right. So somebody that's uh, wanting to upgrade their personal image, you know, take themselves to the next level. They want to redo their closet, if you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, they're yeah. wanting to have some success. What's your advice? How do they get started? The easiest thing and, and is simply figure out why you're doing it. Steal that from Simon Sinek and define why. Are you, it's like a sandwich. If you're hungry, you're going to find a way to go feed yourself. You're either going to buy a sandwich, you're going to buy a pizza. You will find a way to make it happen. It's more of it's it's a, it goes back to mindset. It really you've got to start. You got to figure out like okay, why do you want to dress better? Okay, you want to make more money. Why do you want to make more money? Well, because I want to be able to provide for my family. Why do you want to provide for your family? Because my dad wasn't around when I was around or when I was a kid. I'm getting tired of not of missing out on these dates with my little girl who's already five, and I feel like. I, it's been, I blinked and she's now five. So when you realize that I'm getting dressed and I'm dressing not for for that money, but really because I want to create and I want to send the image, I want to close bigger deals so they can spend more time with my little girl, that all of a sudden, that's going to motivate you quite a bit more to take action. I love that. I have to share one hilarious short story is I, I dressed up based on what you recommended and I started doing the pocket square, by the way, which I love. Uh, I don't do the tie just because I want to keep the neck, you know, healthy for the vocal cords. Um, but I went and I had a meeting and somebody said, wow, you must be successful. Why? Well, look at the way you're dressed. <laughs> Everyone's got a vision of success. I in love their mind. that. A successful jet pilot. What's he look yeah, like? Yeah. Is he wearing Tommy Bahama shirts and shorts? Is he wearing a suit? No, he's wearing He's wearing a flight suit. And so dress for that success. Yeah. Look at how you success top at your game in five to 10 years dress for that man that dress dress like that now well thank you very much antonio this is amazing and I, and I love the mindset stuff by the way i'm glad you're you're nerding and geeking out about that because i people blow that off way too much and it is so important like you said limiting beliefs they can prevent you from any level of success so i think that's a i'm so glad you're doing that where can we find you and uh, how can we get in touch with you and your company and all that? There's this little thing called the internet. And uh, <laughs> if you type in real men, real style and use the Google or the Facebook and uh, <laughs> you'll find us there. You can Twitter uh, you us, just right? Real men, real style. I've got so much content okay. out there. Yeah. It's like, I think sometimes it's impossible. The worst is when I'm looking for advice and I find my own stuff. I'm like, well, I don't want to take advice from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. No, it's great. It's a wealth of knowledge. And I, I definitely go there a lot. I'm always learning something new. So realmenrealstyle.com. Love it. Awesome. All right, Brian. Thank you so much, Antonio. I really appreciate your time today. All right. Great stuff there, Antonio. Thank you so much. Realmenrealstyle.com. Go check it out. Definitely helped me out quite a bit. It's great to be able to use. So I'd love to hear your feedback on this. And I know, guys, you're definitely going to get a, a feel for this and go, man, this can really help me out. But women, I know there are definitely some things in there that we talked about that can really be beneficial to you as well. But I would love to hear your feedback on this one, men and women. I'd like to hear both sides of the feedback. What do you think about this? How important do you think this is? How important is, is it to you currently? And uh, Or are you in that place where it's like, hey, I got to do something about this. But thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And you know what the music means. It's time to head on out of here. Friday, we are going to rock it up. Time to nerd out. Time to have some fun. Of course, the Night Fox will be joining me. But uh, I want you to go over to realmenrealstyle.com. Check it out. And also go to realbryanshow.com. Love to hear from you. Anything anything at all that's on your mind talk to me let's have some fun here 
Have a great rest of your week. I'm The Real Brian, signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.